Hello and welcome to the BL Portfolio podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Portfolio, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. This is Parvata Vardhini, editor BL Portfolio. As the year draws to a close, we took stock of the markets and as always, there were quite a few surprises for the investor community. I have with me Hari Vishwanath, Deputy Head of Portfolio, to take us through the defining market developments of 2023 and the key takeaways for us. Hi Hari. Hi Vardhani. Hi, welcome to the podcast Hari. Thank you and as you said earlier, 2023 was the year that wasn't actually. Uh-huh. Okay, so. <laughs> that's interesting. Yes, we did see US bond deals spiking. Uh, Indian markets seeing the lowest FPI ownership because of this. Mm. Uh, mid and small cap stocks in India giving extremely handsome returns. Yeah. A banking crisis that, as you said, you know, that ended up being a crisis that wasn't. So what, according to you, among all these is the biggest event of 2023? See, without a doubt, it's the banking crisis, which you mentioned. See, it was a quite a serious event. Uh, the Fed was caught napping when the regional uh, banking crisis uh, blew out of proportions and uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed mm. and it could have had quite severe consequences but somehow they acted quickly the central banks have learned from uh, their mistakes of 2008 mm. all right 2008 uh, bastards happened in March uh, and then people thought uh, the issue was settled mm. but then it became a bigger issue in September mm. and I'll come to that again uh, I'll first explain what happened this time so SVB's collapse, while contained, had domino effect and it resulted in cre- things getting out of control at Credit Suisse. Mm. Alright, Credit Suisse was, I mean, one of the largest and oldest banks, but it had already been having lots of issues over the last uh, four five years. It was on a decline, but still it remained a large bank, alright. Mm. And uh, SVB had a domino effect on Credit Suisse and uh, Credit Suisse almost collapsed. Mm. Uh, the Swiss uh, regulator just managed to provide enough liquidity to take it through the weekend. Mm. And during the weekend, investors who had been through the pre- uh, global financial crisis were kept guessing. Mm. Because the weekend of September uh, 13th and 14th of 2008, when you left office on Friday, you were hearing news that uh, Lehman is collapsing, mm. but Merrill Lynch is in talks to buy Lehman. Right, right. Uh, but by uh, Sunday night, the news that came out was that Merrill Lynch itself had problems and it got acquired by Bank right, of right, America. Right. Mm. And Monday morning, Lehman failed for uh, bankruptcy. Right, right, right. Uh, within a day or two, AIG failed. Uh, that is when the government realized they had to provide a complete So, bank as account. a pessimist, Hari, were you expecting something uh-huh. like this to happen uh-huh. Uh-huh. this year? <laughs> I'll put it this way. From the views that I was following and based on my learnings from the 2008 when I was an analyst during the time of 2008 financial uh, crisis for a mm. US hedge fund. Mm. When the Fed was hiking rates like this, it were, it looked probable that a major credit event can happen. Mm. Uh, can happen, And th- it did happen. Mm. Uh, what was different this time was central banks were very swift in their response. Correct. Mm. The Swiss regulator a couple of months back, uh, their actions prevented a global financial crisis. Mm, so mm. it could have been a redux of GFC too, but not to the same extent because that time it was Lehman, AIG and uh, it involved much larger uh, interlinkages. Yeah, right, right, and to right. some extent, uh, central banks and regulators have got alert to reduce 
the level of interlinkages uh, in the financial system. Mm. So there are backups in the system, but it could have been a, a slightly lower version of GFC2, which still would have been severe mm. for global capital flows. So I would say we were lucky, uh, yeah. central banks acted. And yeah. so yeah. what I would say is we always have to be alert. Okay. So that's okay. my point. I feel this year a lot of things, events for even Indian markets or markets across the globe has been defined only by what has happened in the US. For example, the SVB crisis with the US, the, the AI, the AI boom that uh, propelled uh, US stocks like NVIDIA. Yes. So that was another big event of yes. this year. And I, AI as a theme, I guess, uh, is here to stay. NVIDIA's results that were reported in May of this year probably will be etched in history books okay in the history of markets it will it will have a mm. place its results and outlook triggered a near trillion dollar rally in a couple of days in AI stocks okay right. that's quite massive why it uh, it's so different from anything else is very rarely have companies beat uh, revenues by the way nvidia beat in its outlook for that quarter. Okay. Uh, it was mind-blowing. 50% beat in Estimates. outlook versus oh. expense. You can have 50% profit beats, okay? Mm. Uh, because you cut down on some costs. Right. Uh, yeah. Some extraordinary. Revenue is difficult because it's it's almost like your volumes have increased 50% or your pricing has mm. increased 50%. So you can have it for commodity companies. Mm. But semiconductor technology companies are not commodity companies. Mm. You can't have such price and volume increases. Mm. NVIDIA was able to have a combination of both. Mm. Uh, it's a, So which is why it's, uh, it's so different and its effect was seen, right? The mm. AI rally has been quite strong after mm, mm, mm. NVIDIA's uh, results. Mm. Uh, it, well, it is an inflection point, uh, you could say, mm. as far as artificial intelligence theme is Yeah, possible. so it led to this uh, magnificent seven uh, stocks yes. coming into the picture this yes. year. So that See, was we've a all lived through, for investors. Yeah. Yes, we've all lived through the previous decade with FANG and FANG M. Mm. Microsoft was added to it. Mm. Now, the new theme is magnificent seven. You don't, mm. there no, nobody talks much about Fang these days. Mm. From that time, Magnificent Seven was coined in June of 2023. Mm. Uh, I've not heard Fang at all. Indian IT stocks also had some ripple effect yes, from yes. this. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, see, mm. the AI theme did buoy global markets. It created mm. positive sentiment. Mm. Of course, Indian IT stocks too benefited. Mm. Although it is not clear exactly what will be the implication. Because on one side, if you take a pessimistic view, mm. uh, there is a view that uh, AI will replace coding. Mm. Right, which means it might reduce the relevance of in IT services. Mm. But at the same time, on the optimistic side, uh, every inflection point in the history of technology from the time IT services was conceived uh, in India, mm. uh, Indian IT services have adapted amazingly and continue to create value. Mm. Okay. We've had many, we had a major disruption between 2014 to 16 mm. in the previous decade when the cloud theme was actually impacting the legacy business model of IT services okay. companies. Mm. They had a stumbling block for a couple of years, mm. but then after that digital, yes, yeah, yeah. the digital became the main thing and right. every major Indian IT company adapted. So I'm guessing company. 2024, there, there must be some good news uh, for the Indian uh, IT stocks to carry the rally they saw uh, see, in December forward. Uh, I am doubtful, I'll mm. tell you why, mm. because uh, See, your business is primarily dependent on the development. Okay, okay. If you are an India-focused company, I would be optimistic because we've okay. been doing better. If you, uh, when I analyze the earning growth for this calendar year mm. across major global uh, economies, 
Nifty 50 has delivered the best earnings growth. Right. Right. So yeah. if you're an India-focused company, there is a... Understood. So, okay, let's expect some good news on the AI front, uh, front from uh, Indian IT. Yes, see, they are quite capable of evolving and uh, competing with the best in the world mm -hmm. as far as... Uh, okay, they find their feet. Yes, yeah. they they will. Okay, feet, so. uh, the other interesting event, as I said earlier, it's again around the U.S. markets. There was so much of, uh, in your own words, you would say the return of the bond vigilantes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was so much of uh, uh, surprise about U.S. bond yields touching record highs and in September and October. But now it seems it seems to have settled down pretty much at the same level uh, at which it was in the beginning of this year. Yes, so, yes. So if you were if you had asked me in October end, uh, what is the outlook for bond uh, yields end of the year? Mm. Uh, there's no way me or anyone could have guessed that it's going to end at current levels. Mm. They have yields uh, fell and then they have rallied. Right. Uh, so basically, this is a year where hope triumphed, uh, triumphed over uh, uh, fundamentals. Okay. Mm. Investors seem to be very optimistic about 2024 mm. inflation they expect to come down fed will start cutting rates mm. so this was a year of hope mm. uh, for global investors uh, in countries like us mm. and uh, mm. europe mm. all right so uh, yes the bond the bond volatility in the current year was unprecedented mm. i'll tell you why because when svb collapsed mm. uh, there was an analysis which said that uh, see people uh, roughly nobody has uh, every data, mm. a well-researched report was pointing out that 22022 was the worst year for bond market. Mm. All right, because bonds have been rallying since uh, uh, late 80s and early 90s. Mm. They've been having, they call it a 30-year bull market for mm. uh, developed market bonds, especially the US. Mm. Because from very high interest rates, they've been able to control inflation and uh, uh, so when inflation is low, bond yields will be low because you don't expect interest rates to rise. Uh, except for short bouts they've had of inflation going up a bit like it did in 2007. But bond yields have been in a three decade, uh, I mean bonds have been in a three decade uh, bull market. Mm -hmm. 2022, when Fed had the unprecedented rate hikes, it was considered the worst year in 250 years of bond history. The pain got significantly accentuated in 2023, right. mm. and SVB collapsed. Bond yields cooled for a while, but then, after cooling, the U.S. bond yields from were around near four percent when SVB collapsed. It it fell. Bonds rallied because people were worried about a recession, and the yields came close to three percent. Mm. From there, they went up to five percent. Right, right. A level last seen in 2007. Mm. So. See, that is what we call uh, the return of bond vigilantes because mm. uh, bond vigilantes had been in a kind of coma mm. for the last 10 years because central banks literally wiped them off Correct. with their quantitative easing, buying unlimited bonds mm. and mm. all that. Mm. So this year, the bond vigilantes made their presence felt. Mm. Uh, in October, that was what was happening. Right. Uh, and then uh, the expectations of uh, inflation subsiding has kind of again worked Correct. in favor of the bond bulls. Yeah. Uh, so 2024, we will know whether it's the bond vigilantes uh, 
ഫോലിയോ Stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at BL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at thehindubusinessline.com/portfolio. Do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you.